A content warning up top. This episode of Mindful Connections includes discussion of suicide. This episode of the Mindful Connections podcast is still sponsored by nobody because we don't intend nor expect to make any money out of this. Hi, it's me, Richard Liu, host and driver who still doesn't really understand how the Bloomington Road System works. This is our third Mindful Connections podcast, and I wanted to take a moment and thank everyone who listens to these. You mean quite a bit to me. Again, all the guests on this podcast will be drawn from our speaker series, which will be Wednesday, March 31st, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. Find our poster and register at the Qualtrics link. I am really excited for you to meet our guests this week. As students, it's really easy to look around at all the beautiful, brilliant, and confident people around us and wonder, why can't that be me? But everyone struggles with their mental health, and understanding that is key, so you don't have to go at it alone. You can bring a friend. Our guest today exemplifies that. She's a financial consultant, working at Charles Schwab. But before that, she was a finance major at Kelly, who graduated in 2020. You're going to hear about her story with depression and anxiety, being a boss at work, and dealing with pressure. Without any further ado, Miss Sina Sina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Richard. We really appreciate uh, you being here. Um, Well, we like to introduce our guests to our audience. We know that you uh, were a student at IU from 2016 to 2020. What was your favorite memory of being at IU? That's such a hard question because I just have so many. But I guess like the big overall memory that I just love was just how many people I met just daily. Um, I mean, going to class, just being able to go see my friends because everyone lives so close is definitely my favorite memory. Well, I'm glad that that was the best part of it for you, being able to see all these different people Definitely has not been the college experience these past year and a half, unfortunately, uh, which kind of sucks. But no, it definitely is like getting to meet people from all walks of life, from Indiana, outside of Indiana. I'm from Indiana originally. has always been really, really exciting for me. uh, So I empathize with that. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked earlier about your story, and I think it's a really, really incredible one. And I really appreciate you being willing to share some of that with our audience. When was the first time you realized that you struggled with your mental health? Well, Mm -hmm. what's that story? Well, thank you so much. I mean, for having me, first of all, I really appreciate it. Um, So thank you. Um, Also, the first time I realized I was struggling with mental health, but kind of brushed it aside, um, was definitely my freshman year of high school. I mean, since Mm. I was 14, I felt like there was something a bit wrong, but never talked to anyone about it. It wasn't until my freshman year of college that I was officially diagnosed with depression and anxiety I mean my whole life I've always been like kind of sensitive and I guess it really took like a negative toll definitely through high school was definitely feeling some side effects of depression especially being really sleepy um 
and then yeah it was definitely my freshman year of college that everything kind of came to a realization that I was like oh I do actually suffer from uh some mental health issues but um since then definitely been able to work on it after I was diagnosed it definitely gave me a better handle on how to control it and work on it what really led you to getting a diagnosis if previously you'd been pushing it off and pushing you know the sensation off what led you to really try to check it out so um i guess the story like i was saying um had a lot i had friends that i was able to talk to but i wasn't really able to talk to my family a lot especially my parents just because my parents are from a different country so mental health is very taboo to them so if it was like if you're feeling sad or you weren't doing anything or getting out of bed it was because you're not drinking enough water or you're just being lazy you just don't want to do anything so that's how I always saw it I'm like maybe it is just because I don't want to do anything but then um, everything kind of came to a turn um, in college my freshman year Um, I mean I was, I'll I'll share it, (laughs) just plain and simple, I I did have to go to the psychiatric unit at um, the hospital because I did attempt to take my life, um, which it's still hard. Um, I'm definitely glad, you know, I'm still here. Um, But it was then after everything came to a breaking point after that night. When I had to go to the hospital, I was there for a few days and I was diagnosed. And ever since then, it's just been me trying to understand my depression and anxiety, getting a grip of it and trying to f- figure out how to cope um, and know what's best for me in certain situations to help me yeah. feel better. Yeah, I appreciate I really appreciate you sharing that story. Um, and I'm glad that you've been able to to find the help that you really needed. Um, let's talk about some of the pressures that, you know, I think people face when they come to college. This is something that I experience. It's really easy, especially at Kelly, uh, where there's sort of a, a very much so high achiever culture to mm-hmm. spend a lot of time comparing yourself to others, to r- compare yourself in terms of case competitions or you know what company you're going to or classes or professors or workshops you know how did you have to deal with that same feeling of comparison and and what's it like trying to manage that oh yeah I had a really hard time comparing myself I did it all the time um it I mean just growing up and having pressure to do well be the best always get like the best grades Uh, follows you through college even if it's no one's there to tell you those things you still have those thoughts going through your head and it's hard because especially not only was I in Kelly um, I was also in the honors college as well and I decided to to live on the honors in the honors dorm my freshman year which I've I met amazing people but they were so smart I mean these people were getting like A's on like everything and I was there like had a few A's they weren't really in Kelly classes and then would get like B's and C's and I was like why am I struggling so much it seems so easy for other people taking these exams or going through these classes they understand it and in my mind I was like well I don't really understand what's going on 
um, or I had to take longer to study where other people didn't. So I kept comparing myself constantly with people who seemed like they were achieving more. Maybe they were in a business fraternity or they were in like investment banking club, anything like that. I mean, it's hard not to compare yourself when you're constantly hearing people being like, oh my gosh, I got like an 82 on the exam. And I was like, well, I got like a 60. So I don't know why people are getting (laughs) so sad when I'm here, like actually doing kind of bad, which really isn't the case um how I ended up managing that feeling I mean I'll always have like it in me to kind of compare myself but I don't put that much pressure on myself anymore I didn't really realize until probably my junior or senior year I was like how much does it actually matter that I didn't get an A in accounting that my GPA is a little bit lower because at the end of the day, I realized for me and as a business student, what it's important for me is like the networking aspect and being able to build relationships. That's huge in business. Okay, I can, you can take a test and get an A, but do you know how to actually like socialize with people and kind of sell yourself to someone to get a job? I didn't, I mean, I end up, I'm now working for a really good company and I'm like proud of myself for being able to do that and I realized that it wasn't all grades like I don't even think they looked at my grades to be honest with you I think they really just looked at the interview and how I could potentially be with people and that's what I think really helped me out was it mad it matters more my experience it doesn't matter if I get an A on a test or you know I got a C in finite like that doesn't matter now yeah yeah. So no, I think you're so right. I think that uh, companies like grades have really diminishing returns. Uh, like at, at some point, getting five A's versus three A's probably has much less difference than if you can communicate yourself and understand mm-hmm. yourself and express yourself in a mature, professional way. I'll also say that you know it's so so much more important to actually realize that you can learn in your classes than to like achieve the grade itself right like it's Mm -hmm. much more important to learn how to understand excel than it is to get an a in k204 and the two are not always the exact same another thing i will say is you have to really put things in perspective like if i which is hard i mean i struggled with that i mean if you for some reason failed your corporate finance exam or one exam that doesn't it's not going to affect like if you get a job or not like someone's not going to be like well I saw you failed that one exam so you're not going to be hired it's it's really about the experiences that you have and that you make it's not about the grades and experiences for me personally I know Kelly kids are listening to this so maybe they're going to be like what is she talking about I think experiences are more valuable for learning than tests and like, um, you know, projects you do on your own. I mean, the presentations you do with people, the case competitions you do where you're like learning and learning to work with people. I think those are valuable experiences, not the grade you got, but more um, the experience you got working with a team. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to trying to go beyond school in, in mm-hmm. terms of challenging yourself, I think, is really, really important. Uh, let's shift a little bit and talk about 
you've always been able to rely on your friends and a little bit less so on your family in terms of dealing with your mental health. Uh, what's that been like now? You know, what do you think is the best thing uh, that your friends and family have been able to do for you uh, as you continue to develop your mental health? Definitely after everything that happened freshman year, my parents kind of came to terms with what was going on. And I think it not only helped me grow, but it helped them grow. Kind of realize like this is like an actual thing you can't just brush off. Um, so my relationship with my parents is a lot better. We have been more open before it was like, don't talk about anything at all relating to mental health. Don't speak about anything. You're fine. Um, and for them to kind of like realize that, you know, this is something that she deals with and it is a little bit harder for her, like to not, you know, just brush it off and to actually take the time to talk to me has definitely gotten a lot better. And I mean... With my friends, I feel like it's always been the same. I have my close friends that I tell everything to. And I think the most important thing that people should realize too is you can go to people as much as you want, talk to as many people as you want, help have them help you think through your thoughts and help you process them. But you're not gonna change unless you, you yourself initiate that change. I couldn't be sad forever about my parents like not understanding me and I could still be angsty about that to this day, but I've chosen to move on and therefore have grown from it. Like if I were to stay mad, I feel like I would still be in a place where I felt stuck. So I think it's really important that, you know, you actively also tell yourself that, hey, maybe something isn't so great with my mental health. Um, you know, and as much as you talk to people and they can give you the advice, you need to like actively like take that advice and really listen to it and implement the things that they say will help you change, which I think has also been another benefit of talking to friends. You know, they have ideas and you can take them, implement them, see what works and doesn't work. And it helps you process your emotions more that way. Yeah, I find that talk, talking is thinking. It, it really allows mm-hmm. you to arrive at like the decisions that you know you should make, whether it's, right. you know, oh, I should go to therapy or, oh, I should have this conversation with X person or I should, this thought pattern is bad and I need to learn how to deal with that. Like it, arri- it allows you to arrive at the actions that you need to do or should do. Right. And then mm-hmm. it's up to you to actually go ahead and do them. Um, but so even though friends are part of the answer and they're not fully the answer. Uh, I'm really glad that to hear that your parents have been able to grow from this experience as well. Speaking uh, from my experience, I've seen my parents also similarly grow because obviously we lost my older brother and they were in a really similar position where mental health wasn't necessarily something they understood. Uh, but after, you know, he passed away, it was something that they've been really, really supportive with me in terms of trying to understand and deal with my own mental health. Um, so I'm really glad to hear that there's similar stories out there. It's unfortunate that it had to come to what it did, but growth is possible for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's move to another question, which is you're mentioned being at this really cool company. Charles Schwab, nicely done. Um, And, you know, in our call last night, you were talking about how you were, uh, that the company itself is really, really supportive. 
uh, and open about mental health. What's it like entering the workforce and learning to do your job while at the same time managing and continuing to support your own mental health? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a hard transition, especially being in a pandemic and then moving to a different city where I didn't really know many people. Uh, And then I experienced death in my personal life right before I had moved. So it was definitely a struggle transitioning. I did have a lot of moments where I would have panic attacks or I'd be really sad. Wouldn't want to do anything at all um, besides like take care of my pet as the bare minimum. Like not even take care of myself because I was just, I felt so helpless about the future. I felt stuck. I didn't like where I was. And... To grow and get out of that, I really, I started talking to my managers because I was like, hey, I mean, I'm on a job where I'm doing customer service and like it can, it's, it really is mentally draining. Um, talking to like 30 to 40 people a day. Some people are really nice. Some people are really mean. It, yeah. And you're just talking all day. It can yeah. be very exhausting. And then already coming into the job, having poor mental health didn't really help. Um, I finally decided to kind of speak up and say that I wasn't really happy about the job and what was going on. And my managers were super supportive, um, definitely talked me through everything, were even relating themselves to what I was going through. Wow. And, you know, they were asking what they can do to help, which I think was amazing. I especially in corporate America, I don't think a lot of people have managers that care that much, but I'm very glad that I have managers that care so much about how you're doing and will take the time to check in on how you're doing, um, ask you if there's anything they can do for you. Um, And it's definitely helped my mood and my anxiety a lot, having such a great support system. So, I mean, now I'm doing so much better. I feel like I'm better transitioned, do I want to stay in indie? No. Um, but <laughs> it's like, I'm not like sad about it. Like I was before. Yeah. I've definitely come to terms. And because of that, I, because I was talking to people, because I was really working on uh, getting better. Cause I was like, I can't keep being sad. It's going to affect my life so badly to get myself yeah. out, start doing things that I loved again um, in quarantine, talking to my managers, like pushing myself to perform all on the job. All of that, when I was finally able to focus on that, really helped with my depression and anxiety because it really, I really got a good push and I was able to motivate myself, which was hard. I, I can't lie. It's hard <laughs> to do that. Yeah. It is hard. And it was also, it was really, really brave of you to go to your managers and be flat out like this job is like ruining, like it's, it's terrible. Like my, my life experience right now is terrible because of this job. And, uh, that's really, really brave because I don't know how many other people would be willing to admit that. Like, I think a lot of people are just expect themselves to be able to shoulder on. Um, but your managers were, I'm so glad that they were really, really supportive. And hopefully a lot of more managers are really, really supportive because it doesn't take a genius to recognize that if your employee is really unhappy with the work experience, they're not going to be doing that great of work in the first place. Um, And so taking care of uh, making sure that the job engages with their mental health and is supportive of their mental health in in some way uh, is helpful. Um, 
but props to you for doing Thank the proactive you. stuff to, to actually make things better for yourself. Thank you. So our last question uh, goes all the way back to the start of your story, which is if you had advice for yourself as a college freshman, what would it be? To take a breath. Oh, if I had just taken just one moment to just like stop myself and be like, I like need to get better. Things probably could have played out differently than I'd wanted to. I mean, I'll never know that. I can't change whatever happened in the past and what happened happened, but it has made me who I am today. And it has made me a stronger person mentally and has helped me grow a lot. I, I definitely should have told myself, you know, stop putting so much pressure on yourself. You're overwhelming yourself with how much you think you need to do. When in reality, if you're doing your best, then like, great. That's your best. Like, that's awesome. The fact that you can even like wake up and go to class because there were some days where I was just like, I don't want to go to class. I'm just, you know, I'm sad. I don't want to do anything. But like, just getting up, I should have been, you know, like, what's the word I'm trying to think of? I should have been easier on yeah. myself. Shouldn't have put too much pressure. There is a healthy amount of like pressure you can put on yourself, but if you do it in an unhealthy way, that leads to stress. And I think I stressed myself out too much yeah. instead of, you know, not putting too much pressure on myself and realizing that I am doing my best. And to stop comparing myself to people, I mean, I am so victim of this today. It is a habit that I am learning to break. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. It matters like how you view yourself. Yeah. Um, and you should be happy with how you're viewing yourself. If you're taking yourself and comparing it to Joe Smith, who's doing apparently super well, has like a 3.9 and you have like a 3.4, you're never going to be happy because you're going to be constantly comparing yourself to people. Like If you want to be happy, you need to be happy with yourself you need to learn that you are doing your best and that you are going to achieve so much no matter if you have a 3.2 or 3.1 like there is something out there for you so don't put too much pressure on yourself put just the right amount where you are motivating yourself to do well but aren't stressing yourself out too much because yeah. at the end of the day like you know your mental health matters so much yeah. It's just, like you were saying, it's just like taking care of yourself like physically. You need to take care of yourself mentally. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to achieve what you want to. And I think in some aspects, it can really hold your back. Hold, hold you back, not hold yeah. you back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been speaking to people all day. I don't no, know it's English okay. It's okay. You, you, you spoke so beautifully about that. And I think you're right that motivate comparison as a form of motivation is like not a healthy form of motivation to right. motivate yourself to get a 3.9 if somebody else has a 3.9 is just like you know you're not thinking your your priority is in the right place you should be thinking right. do i actually want to get a 3.9 do i actually think that do am i actually unsatisfied with how i'm learning and developing right now um and rather than does this other person have something different from than me and like do I want to emulate that? Like that's not the right way to motivate yourself. Thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, answering all these questions and letting us all learn a little bit more about you and your thoughts on mental health. 
Of course, thank you for, I feel like I just ramble sometimes. So I hope that rambling all made sense. You can add this in the podcast too. (laughs) No, it was great. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Miss Cena Sartho. So go easy on yourself, because you deserve it. And that 4.0 GPA might not actually be the key to getting to where you need to go. You can hear from Sina in person at our Mindful Connection Speaker Series event on Wednesday, March 31st at 5.30 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. Again, find our poster and register at the Qualtrics link. Please bring a friend. Enjoy the weather, stay healthy, and we'll see you next month.